was talking to Mrs. Harden earlier, and she said, I just don't know what I'm going to do, preacher, because it's getting harder and harder for me to see at night to be able to get back to church after dark. She don't like to drive. and um, But uh, she said, I just don't know what we're going to do. I said, well, you got to do just the best you can. That's all we can do, amen, till we get past some of this stuff. So many people are calling in, and uh, really people are just afraid to get out right now. And so we just need to pray for them. But they all, you can't believe the number of people that's calling me all, all over listening to this YouTube and uh, iPad, iPod, what it is. I can't never say it right. But um, they uh, listening to it, and I thank the Lord for it. I really do. And it's meaning a lot to people because uh, they just can't get out. But tonight I want to just take a few minutes We in Matthew chapter 6. So if you got your Bible, if you turn there, Matthew chapter 6, I'd like to begin reading verse 19. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee is darkness, how great is that darkness! No man can serve two masters, for either will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for the raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow and toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, uh, which is today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, in his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's with great pleasure we come to meet tonight just to uh, read thy word and study it together. And we ask you for your blessings upon everyone here and everyone that's listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I was thinking about this message. My wife said something going home to church from church today that uh, that hit me. She said, "Do you remember 
when the men showed up at our house and said uh, that they want to put a tower up on our property. I said, yeah. She said, isn't it funny to you how the God says uh, uh, he's trying to get attention and this man said, I'll give you $400 a month to put a tower up on your place. I said, I don't want none of you stinking tower on my property. And he left. She said, did you ever think that God was trying to help you? <laughs> and he left and he come back in about two weeks. He said, I, I, I'll give you $600 a month. And he come back two more weeks and he said, I'll give you uh, 800 And he finally got it up to $1,000 and I said, put it up. She said, now just think about that for a minute. God was saying to you all this time, I'm trying to help you, you hardhead, and you just won't listen. And, and think about this for just a second. Through all this pandemic and everything, that payment's coming right on in. Hey, I ain't hit a lick. <laughs> I said, I got home and I said, you know what? I just thank the Lord the way He, he intercedes and watches over us. Amen? One of the things that uh, I just was really concerned about when this pandemic hit was I knew the number of uh, members coming back to church and so on was going to diminish. I knew it was going to be in fewer number as further it went. Uh, that a lot of people just can't handle it. And uh, I didn't know how we was going to carry on. I just really didn't. Financial wise to keep the church going. Did you know that people outside the church and people that, that members of this church has given more uh, since we have gotten smaller in number and <laughs> given it from outside the church than we did when we was having the biggest number we had in church. And it's the strangest thing how God takes care of us. It really is. I, I can't get over it. I just can't. I, I sit and I marvel at it every day of my life. And I thought to myself as I was reading these verses and I come to verse 30 where it says, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. Now I want you to watch that. What does the Lord mean by little faith? Now, He does not say they have no faith. He is simply saying they do not have sufficient faith. Remember now, Jesus is not talking to every day, everybody in the world here. He's only talking to and teaching to a, uh, a truth to the believers. Jesus is saying little faith is confining God to the matter of salvation. In John chapter 3, I want you to watch this. In John chapter 3 for just a second. <clears throat> when it comes to the matter of salvation, it said, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son should not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Sufficient faith for salvation is simply believing God. Amen. Just believing on the Lord Jesus. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't have eternal life. Just that simple. It's sufficient faith. It has to do with what I'm talking about tonight. Jesus is saying little faith is confining then. <clears throat> Yet, we have defeated, we live defeated lives. We call on the Lord. We depend on Him to save our soul. We believe Him for salvation. And yet we, de we live defeated lives. We worry. We get anxious. And most of us just don't have any faith when it comes to everyday living. Everybody's everyday affairs of life in this world are worrisome. We don't know what's going to happen next. One man has said it this way. The trouble with many of us Christians today is 
We believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but we do not believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Numbers 23 for just a minute. In Numbers chapter 23, listen to this verse. God is not a man that He should should either the Son of Man uh, that He should repent. Had He said, and shall He not do it? Or had He spoken, and shall He not make it good? You think about that for just a minute. If God says something, you can depend on it then. Now, uh, what it is saying here is, we believe on Him to save our soul, uh, but uh, when Jesus says God is going, uh, going to look after our food, our drink, our clothing, we can't believe that. That's hard to believe. He says, Come unto me, all ye that are laboring and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's hard to take. Uh, we keep our problems and our worries to ourselves. We don't depend on the Lord to take care of us through all those problems. And it, we just can't trust Him for that. Now, when we look, and I want you to go with me now to Hebrews. I'll show you something. Hebrews chapter 11. I love to read this, this chapter. I'm fixing to read several verses to you, so find it. Hebrews chapter 11. And I'd like to begin to uh, want to read, first of all, verse 6. And then I'll get to some other verses. But listen to verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Now, it's one thing to believe that God is. Amen? But it's another thing to believe that God rewards us. He'll take care of us. And that verse plainly tells us that. Now, turn on over. In the same chapter now, and I want to read you something. Beginning in verse 32. How much shall I say more? Now, he's already talked about these great men of faith, and he come down and said, What shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, whacked valiant in fight, uh, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead raised to life again, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection, Others had trials of cruel mockings and scourging. Yea, more were bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned. They were sown asunder, were tempted, uh, were slain with a sword. Uh, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without should not be made perfect. Now, uh, two verses in verse 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. What he's talking about now, where we just read in chapter 11, of all these great men of God in the Bible, that God said, look at what all they went through. And God took care of them. Listen, wherefore, see, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. 
let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doeth beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I've been reading through the Bible and I get to these characters. They're one of these. They're familiar to me. And their stories in the Bible. And I read their stories and I say, Man, you think about it. How would you like to live their day? How would you be like to have been faced with things? Did you know that David said he literally sawed people asunder? Took saws, the enemies of God, and sawed them up. And all kind of things that they went through back in those days. But then the Bible says, but Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's who we're to look to. We're not to look to our troubles. We're to look to Him. Now, when we look and read Hebrews chapter 11, we understand a little faith is a faith which does not lay hold on God's promises in. Now, I want to share some God's promises with you. Listen to these. First uh, Kings chapter eight verse fifty six, his promises are unfailing. Listen to this: Blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that is promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant. Romans four verse twenty one, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. God will keep His promise. Amen? Now, there's at least a... Day I looked through the Bible and I found 365 promises of God given to us. Think about it. That's one for every day, every day of the year. God's given us a promise for one for every day of the year that He'll take care of us. Listen. God promises for the afflicted brighter days. Psalms 30 verse 5. For the, his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You know how many times I read that verse to people in the hospital? People at home sick? People that afflicted? People that's going through hard times in their life? I've read that very verse to them and to myself. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Amen. You know what that means? It won't last. The weeping won't last. It'll be over soon. And you can get by. And God made that promise to anybody that's afflicted today. Uh, Psalms 34 verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. God promises care in sickness. Psalms 41 verse 3. The Lord will strengthen him upon the bed of languishing. Thou will make all his bed in his sickness. God said, I'll take care of you even in your sick bed. God promises his, uh, us his presence always. Isaiah 43, verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall a flame kindle upon thee. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, God promised, And He said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God promises uh, bodily supplies. Psalms 37 verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Mark 11 verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. God promises power for service in John 14 and verse 12. And you can go all the way through by, through the Bible, and I do this quite often when I'm thinking about or worrying about somebody uh, that may be sick and I want to see them healed or, or they're having financial problems and I want to see them blessed. I have people lately call me a great deal. Uh, and and I know a lot of people call the pastor and uh, the church and what they're looking for is money and they're expecting you to hand them out a bunch of money to help them financially in that way. Well, we don't have that kind of money. But I got one that has, and that's God. And I believe in prayer. I really do. And I pray for people on the phone. I said, listen, I believe God can take care of you. And I believe God can furnish you whatever you need. And I do know it. And I pray for people all the time that God would help them. Now, little faith is simply not taking Scripture's statement at its face value in. Uh, little faith just don't trust God's Word. You know what we need? We need great faith. Listen, I believe what is the, the disciples prayed in Luke chapter 17 and verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. Amen? Increase our faith. Now, I know I got a little faith because I trusted Christ for my salvation. Amen? If I had no, no other evidence of having some faith, I know I have that faith. I got enough faith to trust God. But I want more than that. I want enough faith that when I pray for something, I, I, I got a good friend. It's a farmer. And every year, he calls me in. He said, Preacher, will you come out and just pray for my field? And last year we went out and got in his truck and we rode around the edge of the field. I just been reading in the Bible, you know, where uh, he said, claim it and and walk through the valley, walk through the poverty. And you remember what God told Abraham? What you see, walk to it, what your feet touches on. And I read that just before I went out there. I said, let's walk around this place and just pray and ask God to bless your crops. And last year, believe it or not, was the best year you ever had. Think about that. That's not a fluke. That's trusting God. That's having faith. And it takes faith to get things done with God. Just trust Him. And you think about this. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11. And I want to read this verse again. Verse 6. I don't know of any Christian that don't want to please the Lord. Amen? I know I do. Listen to what this verse says. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. I believe that with all my soul tonight. I, I just believe that God wants to bless us. He wants to see us through this mess. Not just this mess, but think about this. When this mess is over, nothing's coming. Amen? We're in a life of just getting out of here and getting to heaven. And I, I know God can see us through all of it. And I'm excited about it. This is one of the best times in history 
to be a Christian and to serve God because people are looking for you. They're looking for Christians for help right now and for just support. And we need to do that, amen, and show them that we have faith in our God. Will you stand with me, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being our Savior tonight. Watch over and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for tonight.